You went 180th out of uh, 293. So there you go. Not too bad. Hey, you, you want to hear the best part? I didn't even go as an 18-year-old. That was my next year they drafted me as a 19-year-old. There were like three of us drafted that year. You know what? Of, uh, of the guys taken in that round, there is a player uh, still active in the NHL. Derek England also went in the sixth round that year, and he's still playing for Vegas. So how about that? That, that, that scout should get a pay raise, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, you you must have gone up against Derek England in the dub, though, right? Because you were Saskatoon, and wasn't he Moose Chaw? You know what? I was just uh, a few years older than Derek, but I just remember when he came in the league, and I think he uh, buckled, who did he knock out? I think it was like uh, Colton Orr, one of the guys, and I was like, holy man, just overnight the respect went up for this kid. So you kind of like have a whole new found respect, you know, for guys that was just coming up and uh, all of a sudden knocks out one of the heavies. So, yeah, he's had a good career. And uh, actually, I just went to night game a couple days ago and um, seen him play, and he still looks like he's uh, he's doing well. So, Hey, Hardy, it's Rob Brown here. How are you doing? Great. Hey, I want to share my Rob Brown story. <laughs> so I'm in the Orlando Solar Bears, like 20 years old, trying to fight everybody. We're in the finals against the Chicago Wolves. And I'm literally, like, bouncing off the walls. And I, I kind of forgot that everybody in the IHL has been in the NHL for, for like, 15 years. And they're just retiring. They're just trying to come down. <laughs> so I'm, like, running around and hitting everybody. And I go to Brownie, and I try to, like, stick him off the draw. And he looks at me. This is, like, game five. And he goes, Portichuk, calm down. I'm just out here for exercise. And I thought, <laughs> After that, I didn't run him. I didn't hit him. I didn't do anything. I'm like, I like him. Like, this guy's got it. I'm like... And now all of a sudden you look back at my career and I'm like, man, just calm down, you guys. I'm just out here for extra. So, and, and then the Johnny, next year or two. That. Thank you for that line. Yeah, well, the next year our two teams combined and Orlando, we played Orlando in the finals. We were Chicago. The next year, we've combined with as Atlanta's farm team, and Hordy and I were, were teammates. And then I had a really good guy, tough guy, protecting me for a full year. No one ever touched me. I didn't even, didn't even need to use my line anymore. And then I was just I was going through your your bio here. It says that you you worked out or trained with Chuck Liddell. Is that correct? That was just a PR stunt. Yeah, I spent, oh. uh, what <laughs> I spent I spent a month in the uh, uh, in the den up in San Bonavisbo, training with Chuck. Just uh, and you know what? It was it was funny because uh, I don't know if you remember the name Glover Textera. These guys thought I was coming in as like a training partner, and they were like, you know, we go in a circle, and it'd be like, okay, Darcy, sixty percent. So I'm like sparring with Chuck's brother, and. He kind of punches me, and then I punch him back, and then all of a sudden I realize like my nose is bleeding, and my contact nose. So I like hit him back, and I basically I broke his nose, and it like turned out to this full out brawl. It was just like you know a couple guys up there like hey fifty percent, sixty percent. They just you know they announced different names, and I was like, but you know everybody asks why don't you ever go in UFC after hockey? I'm like you have no clue. I got hit in the leg, and I still can't like I'm like. A Charlie horse hopping around in hockey. At least you know there's uh, where the punch is coming from, and from, and they can't do too much uh, else, you know. Well, see, you needed Rob Brown to tell you to calm down when you're doing, when you're doing the US. I would have been a long way from the ring though, because I wasn't getting anywhere near a ring. <laughs> I'd be screaming from the bar in the back, "Hey, Hordy, good luck, buddy." Taxi order hey, check. If I had Brown, if, if I had Brown's hands, I probably would have had two fights in the NHL instead of three hundred. <laughs> so, 
Unfortunately, my parents didn't play hockey growing up and didn't tell me that uh, it's good to practice with a ball in your backyard instead of uh, <laughs> trying to make it as a fighter. So. Uh, Darcy, you were you were briefly a Florida Panther, uh, 02 to 04. Uh, what do you what do you remember about playing? I mean, look, it has the reputation. Fans don't go. They had kind of the embarrassing incident a couple of years ago where a pane of glass broke and they put plywood in because they didn't have it didn't have the glass. <laughs> Anything stand out about you for being a Panther, or is, or is that a forgotten well, I, stint in I, your career? I'm still, I'm still scarred. It, it had nothing about nothing to do with the fans, the rink, the ice. There was one guy named Mike Keenan that oh, scared yes. the crap out of me every game. I would. I, I still remember this. In New Jersey, I turn up the wall by the hash marks, try to fish the puck cross ice. You know how you see it in TV or in the videos. I try to sauce it. It gets picked off. They go down and basically didn't even score. Just got a shot on net. And he comes in the locker room and he grabs my jersey and he basically says, "Stand up now." So I stand up and he yanks me around and he goes, "What number are you, Hortichuk?" And I'm like, "16." He goes, "Exactly. You get the puck, dude. You." Stop trying to pretend you're crazy. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, who is this? And like, he's supposed to love guys like me, and he still like abused me. And uh, so, so when I be a coach, when I become a coach, I'm going to be a little bit of Mike Keen and a little bit of Pizza Boar, and hopefully uh, <laughs> a little bit of uh, Barry Trotz, where I can. Okay, boys, we lost six in a row. Guess what? No ping pong table today. <laughs> no ping pong in the room. And we're like, perfect. So I got a question for you, Hardy, and this this is kind of uh, your train of thought, or this is into your wheelhouse. The other day, Milan Lucic, in a game, took exception to a hit, a high hit that 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 one of our players, Chris Russell, gets hit into the boards, and went after Joseph. Did you see the hit, or did you see the, the what what Lucic yeah, did? Yeah. Nope. Okay, so Lucic, uh, uh, he, he chased him down. He chased him down, and it was an interference penalty. He hammered him, gets fined $10,000. Do you think, and you, I'm sure you watch lots of hockey right now still, do you think the, the, the game has gone too far, not allowing the players to police themselves, or do you think this is the way the league needs um, to go? No, of course it is. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> it, it's such a joke because the guy that handed out the fine is Peros. I mean, let's watch some of his videos. He'd be, he'd be out of the league. You know, he'd be uh, getting 30 games suspension. Like, here's the reality of it. Hit or no hit, if somebody's coming in the corner and it's even close, as an enforcer or as a guy, when you're on a team that's maybe struggling, you're looking for the excuse. You're down a couple goals. You're just trying to find that, how do I send the message to Tampa Bay? How do I kind of get that intimidation factor back so that every team across the league, it costs Lucius 10 grand. The publicity that he got out of it, he's going to get an extra second on the ice, and all these young kids coming up are going to give that team that much more respect. And that's the problem with the game right now. We need more guys like this, and if it costs ten grand, the team should be more than happy because now Milan Lucic just got, you know, Connor McDavid and all these guys that much more respect on the ice because of something like this. And you know what? You can say, well, they hit this and they hit that. I mean, who cares? This is hockey. We're not trying to play soccer. Like, get up off the ice. Like, it, it's just Kevin Stevens is hit across the middle ice. That's a that's a ten thousand dollar fine, you know. Um, so let's not go from one spectrum to the other, you know, because you're scared of the NHL. Holy crap! There's going to be a whole bunch of lawsuits coming down the pipe in another ten years. No, I agree with you. Hey, before before I send let Reed ask a question, I'm just going through some of your old fights as we're talking here. Oh my God, I would send you money in the mail. I just watched you beat up Sean Sean Avery. <laughs> Like you must have hit him. You must have hit him twenty times. You had to have broken nine of his ribs. You had to have. 
Hey, so here's the best thing. I go to the goalie and I tell Turco I'm on him. Like this is like a week ago. Avery to shut up and like either drop the gloves, but I knew he'd never do it, right? So it's funny because I had the excuse if you rewind it ten seconds earlier, Paul Korea gets hit. Yep. And yep. now I can justify it in my head because Barry Trotz yelled at me in the room and said, What are you doing? Like you can't go and hit a guy like this and take a stupid penalty. But I'm like, I remember Brad McCurman. You guys remember the beast? He's like, Darcy, you know, at the end of the day, uh, a good call, a bad call, it's all good, you know, press. This is what it's about. you got to get your reputation back on the ice. So every once in a while, I do something stupid like this, and I'm like, who could be my guinea pig? And I'm like, here's the guy. Like, he still, he chirps me in his book. He still, he chirped me on spitting chiclets like a month ago. This guy, like, because every time he was on the ice, I'm like, I will not only try to hurt you, but I will come after you every chance that I can get. And I'm, I've already got Korea paying my $30,000 fine. So that's where I can go up to. I have thirty grand, and he would just be like looking at me. He's like, this dude is on some kind of drugs or he's crazy. But, you know, as a player, he played that role, and I just had to kind of act like I was that much crazier than he was. Um, I'd still love to go have a drink with him, but I think it would probably end up bad. <laughs> But he's he's a type of player that if you if you would have go after him, you would play, and I'm sure it happened. Games that came after that, guys on the other team in a faceoff, they put their head down. Way to go, Hordy! I'm glad you got that guy. Oh, a hundred percent. It was like it was it was so bad. It'd be to the point where like guys like Halsey and guys like that would come to before the game, and they're like, "Hey, listen, Avery's going to slash me in the back of the ankles. Just hey, let me know you got you, you got my back." And then all of a sudden, I'd get a shift against Avery, and I knew that. He slashed, you know, Everly, or he slashed, you know what I mean? But the guy was so good that all of a sudden I get scored on, and I'm like, dash one. I'm like, shoot, I'm not going to get that chance. I guess, you know, and it's good. But, no, uh, that's the fun. That's the part I miss about the game, so. Uh, Darcy Hordachuk joining us on the Faceoff Show. Uh, hey, hey, you know, you, you wound up playing your last NHL games with the Oilers in 11-12 and 12-13. Obviously, you know, the, the team was struggling trying to build up, uh, you know, showing some signs of life uh, this year after a, a tough one a couple seasons ago. You mentioned Hall and Everly were your teammates. I, I want to ask you about the, the one young guy they, they still have, and that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He has 17 points in 15 games. Uh, Rob and I always get a lot of positive feedback from fans after games about Nuge being, you know, an all-round player. Uh, you know, he's worked on on his play at both ends of the ice, and he's still able to put up points and and uh, be dangerous on the power play. I, you obviously were a teammate with him when pretty when he was pretty young. What did you see from him, and, and did you see the potential for him to develop the way he has? You know what I think. Uh, all these young guys, right? That that uh, obviously have that composure and that skill level it's just a matter of time before they kind of you know get to that next level you see a guy like a Thornton right in Boston where he gets traded and all of a sudden he goes on to have this great career with uh, you know San Jose and some of these guys but I mean more importantly I mean Nuge is not only just a great guy he's a great teammate he's a good guy in the locker room there's no ego it's like you know when you're giving that hard heart hat after the game to the best player on the ice He's sticking around, and he wants to hear who it is, even though he know he you know knows he doesn't have it. Where some of these other guys are in the shower already, and they're poked because they're dash one. <laughs> so I think that's like people don't realize that about a guy like Nuge, how he's just he's just the salt of the earth, and he's just a good kid. And I'm just glad it's always good to see guys like this have success. And and to me, 
you know, the game's going to come and go, but it's, it's how you are as a teammate and how you are as a person when you're struggling. And uh, that guy's been through a lot of years of struggle, and he's just uh, kind of managed to keep it together and not let the highs get too high and get the, the lows get too low. So uh, I think that's the most impressive thing about, about this kid, so I'm glad that uh, he's having success. Now, one thing about you, Horty, is always a big personality. Now, is that personality still involved with hockey, whether it be at a professional level? Or are you involved with hockey with your kids? Or, or have you just completely washed your hands and are now, you know, it's just at home, a gardener and a, <laughs> and just the, the local maintenance well, you got man? you the gardener, right? My mom, my mom, my mom uh, installed that in me, right? You know, you got to just water the, the seeds that you sow in life. And, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I just got back from Detroit, and uh, it's so fun because I took all these dads, and they're like, where are we going? I'm like, you ever see the show Hardcore Pond? So I've got all these, like, nine-year-old kids and these dads that we're going to, like, see Seth from the show Hardcore Pond in Detroit. And you know what? That's why I played hockey. Some of these, you know, moments in the hotel where you're on the water slide and you get to just be with the team and the camaraderie. And everybody's like, I want little Johnny to make it. And I'm like, oh, at the end of the day, once you make it, maybe you might not want him to make it. It's about <laughs> that camaraderie, blowing him up, teaching him the team lessons, what it's like to have a team. I mean... Why throw a kid in the sport where he's going to make two million bucks a year for three years, and all of a sudden it's like having a cheesecake, and then you're out of the league, and you want that cheesecake the rest of your life, and you're like, "Where's the go? I don't have it anymore." And you kind of you're 35, you're like, "Okay, okay, okay." Uh oh, we're not losing Darcy, are we? Darcy, can you still hear us? Life, I miss life, private. Okay. Feel Arizona. All right, I think I think. <laughs> I did, did Cal, just quickly see if we can get Darcy back because this we still we still gotta get, let him uh, know what. Uh, <laughs> this is incredible. He, he's he's a great guy. I, I do remember I remember the moment when he talked when we played against each other and he so was running around. Again. Okay, let's just uh, Darcy. Sorry, you were just cutting out there for a bit. Just before we let people go, you were talking about the hockey stuff and well, what are you up to business wise? Are you still doing that Canada Arizona stuff? Yeah, I've got the Canada to Arizona where we take, out a, take care of a lot of Canadians. We're teaming up with RBC, but I'm also in private aviation. So if anybody ever wants to quote to fly private jets, uh, taking care of you know a lot of the country singers and golfers and not so much hockey players, but uh, um, just people that fly private in, in Arizona. It just gives me a chance to network with different people and see what they're doing to be successful in life and change their perspective on life. And I got a good book for you guys to read. It's called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. This book not only changed my life after hockey, but it's changed my life today. <laughs> and uh, if, if, if you're going to get anything out of all you're hearing from me, you got to read that book. Oh, that's awesome. Darcy, I, I, when I talked to you this morning, I said we'd keep you for 10 minutes. We kept you for 20. Thanks for being so generous with, the, with your time. This was a blast. Please keep in touch, and Rob and I will have you on again later in the season, okay? Thank you so much, and I know my parents are listening. This is the most exciting, probably, moment they've had since I've been talking today. And in all seriousness, you're a great guy. So uh, I appreciate you paving the way for guys like us and to, you know, showing us what it means to be a real pro. Well, thanks a lot, Hardy. And, and to Mr. and Mrs. Hordichuk that are out there listening today, <laughs> we say hi. See you, Darcy. Take care, Hardy. Perfect.